Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Poems for People Who Hate Poetry. And today we're going to explore one of Napoleon Hill's poems. Now, he included a couple of poems in his famous work, the um, ever interesting Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And if you've read it, you know that he's included a couple of poems. Now, it's an odd thing because you don't see a lot of poetry in nonfiction work today unless it's some you know, book of poetry. And, you know, so the question is, why would he include that? And what does it have to do about making money? So we're going to explore one of his poems about success and what success is, you know, uh, or not what success is, but one of the ways of helping you to define your own view of success, which he thought of as a critical, you know, component. So he kind of categorized these uh, simple poems in uh, his idea of, you know, purpose. Now, if you know anything about Napoleon Hill, you know, he was a big proponent of purpose and finding your, you know, finding a, he called it a definite purpose. And a lot of times he would stress it as something like a monetary number. But the point is that, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to make this too long. I want these to be short little vignettes and I want you, but one of my, my pitches for why you should read lots of poetry. uh, And these are going to be poems that is accessible to anybody who reads English. Versus there are, uh, or who reads English today. Like if you can read in 2018, a normal book you find at Barnes and Noble, like a new bestseller or something like that, then you can understand this poem or these poems that I've chosen. There are poetry written in English, which are very complex to read, though you should still do it. So I hope you, you know, check in, you, you like, you know, like the video, like the, the page, leave a comment and we'll be talking about more complex poems, or I do talk about more com- pom- complex poems, if I can uh, get untangled with my tongue here, as well. So we'll talk about that. But today we're going to be doing a, a, a poem called Success, another by an anonymous writer. And this is one of, this is the one that is Napoleon Hill's chosen poem. And again, about purpose for him. And then we're going to talk about uh, really quickly Another view of this by Ralph Waldo Emerson, which is somebody that Napoleon Hill really enjoyed. And I don't know if you can hear this, but of course, my garbage man guy just came in. So it's going to boom, get all loud. But it's all good. We we move on. And then I'm going to do one by Stephen Crane, who was another poet in the early 1900s. He had a very interesting, uh, and I wanted to give you a different perspective on all of this. Okay, so... Here we go. We have this first poem. I'm going to read it like I normally do. And um, now this one, if you've paid attention or you've been on the, and you've kind of watched the show before, you know that I do what's called a converse with verse. This one is, you know, the point of the converse with verse section is that you can, um, how can I put it? You Read the poem, even if you don't understand it, you just read it all the way through. It's called a fast reading. And then you go back in it and you kind of look at it. You ask some questions. You try to translate it into everyday English. This one, I don't think we need to do that as much because it's much easier to follow. So I'm just going to read it, maybe give a couple little you know tips on it. And then I hope that one of these poems or all of them, you cut, you go find, you print it out and you you know, put it on your wall, or you can go frame it, you can go buy a poster of it, 
And the reason you should do that, at least with the few poems, like find a couple of poems you like, is because poetry has a great ability, more than a, you know, a piece of long literature or even the whole book of Napoleon Hill. Like when you read the book uh, by Napoleon Hill, man, this guy could not get louder. <laughs> when you read the the book Think and Grow Rich, for instance, he has, uh, and he has a whole huge volume of you know massive tome on like the philosophy of success. That's really hard to keep in mind all of you know his fundamental principles of you know definite definiteness of purpose and you know the uh, the work imagination the workshop of the um, the mind or something like that you know, faith visualization and uh, belief and attainment of your desire. Like there's all these principles that he had and they're very hard to memorize all of them. So what a poem does is it's like a snapshot that gives you the emotion and the fuel to remember. And, you know, sometimes even the explicit ideas in a very quick, uh, you know, synopsis uh, or a very quick emotional, like a booster shot. So anyway, let me read this poem, and I suggest you go check it out. It just you'll you'll have to type in if you want to get it yourself. Success, it's doing your best the way you can because it's anonymous. So if you type that into uh, Google, you should find it. If not, let me know and I'll uh, send it to you. Put it in the comments. Okay, so success, it's doing your best, your job the best you can, and being just to your fellow man. It's figuring how and learning why and looking forward and thinking high and dreaming little and doing much. It's keeping always in closest touch with what is finest in word and deed. It's being clean and it's playing fair. It's laughing lightly at dame despair. It's sharing sorrow and work and mirth and making better this good old earth it's serving and striving through strain and stress. It's doing your noblest. That's success. So again, like I said, a very simple poem. It's not a complex poem at all. So this is one that is giving you a snapshot of what this author thinks success is. So one of the things that Napoleon Hill challenges you with with some of these poems is to define, you know, in this case, for instance, don't necessarily take exactly what he's saying, but this is a, a broad way of looking at it. So you can kind of fill in the specifics of, you know, like you could write an essay on what success really means to you. So for instance, success, it's doing your job the best you can. Well, one, what's your job and how can you do it the best you can? So one challenge I have to all of you, and I know you know, uh, a lot of the people that I've met in the last couple of years, for instance, I think there's a tendency not to be specific about some of these things. So is, you know, for instance, they could say that their job is salesperson, but they, what it really means to do the best you can. Does that mean making an extra phone call? Well, how many phone calls is the best that you can do? Is 10 phone calls a month the best you can do? Is five phone calls a day the best you can do? I mean, what? So getting really specific about defining what things like the best is, you know, what kind of standards do you have? So for instance, the best you can might be go to more networking events and, you know, get more cards. And then the best you can is following up with those people. So you see, 
you can talk about this in any way. The best you can could be something, uh, can be anything. I mean, it could be the way you interact with your uh, employees. If you have people that work under you, what's truly the best you can, are you really, you know, challenge yourself. Are you really tuck, you know, taking them each out to lunch and learning about them so that you can help them achieve their goals and their dreams, right? Do you, do you have meetings where all you talk about is dreams and their dreams, like a dream meeting? So that that's, you know, one, there's a whole bunch of ways you can think about doing your job the best you can and being just to your fellow man, which can be related to that. So be, you know, what does that mean to you to be just to your fellow man? Is it, you know, is it to be honest with them? Is it, and, and honest even when it's difficult? So for instance, we all, nobody ever says it's okay to lie, but we tend to lie all the time, whether we want to admit it or not. You know, we say it's, um, you know, everything's great, even though everything's not great. Or you say someone did a good job, even though they didn't do a good job because you don't want to tell them. Or someone, you know, isn't the right fit for your job. So you don't tell them and you just don't call them back or you say, sorry, we're not a fit. And you don't help them understand why they're not a fit. So like how they can, you know, better themselves. So there's a lot of ways that you can be just to your fellow man. It's figuring how and learning why and looking forward and thinking high. So you can see why Napoleon Hill might like this. It's about aiming high, aiming at big things and going after those big things and then thinking high. So, you know, there's multiple ways to to um, understand what it means to think high. So one way is, you know, think high in terms of your goals and what you're trying to reach. I want to be able to speak a new language in a month. It's pretty high thought, right? It's pretty difficult. But it's also, ele- you could think of it as elevated um, experiences. And what do I mean by an elevated experience? Well, you know, a lot of people go traveling. They go to Europe. And what's really funny about, especially Americans, uh, not to diss on Americans, but this is very true, I think, of Americans more than a lot of other cultures, is when they go to these other cultures to visit them, they want to bring their Americanness or infringe or put their, impose their Americanness on these other cultures rather than take it as an opportunity to kind of embrace and learn and experience other cultures. That's not to say that America's got a bad culture. It's just to say this, this is a way of um, elevating your experience when you travel, where it's not you're taking America with you. You're actually going to another place and you're experiencing it on another level, which when you come back to America, you will see some of the things around you a little bit differently. So, you know, maybe people in Italy are more romantic. You know, you think of yourself as romantic, but then you go to Italy and you see what romance really is all about, right? You see a whole culture of romance and that's where France. And and so that's one way of kind of elevating your life. And you could do this with thoughts too. Okay, and dreaming little and doing much. It's always, it's keeping always in closest touch with what is finest in word and deed. So this is a poem that, is kind of uh, self-congratulating. You know, it's talking about dreaming a little bit and doing a lot. That's good. So, you know, you should dream, but if you're lost in a permanent amount of dreaming, you're never going to get anything done. So you got to dream and then do. And then I like this one. It's always, it's keeping always in closest touch with what is finest in word and deed. So what does that mean? You know, keep in close touch with what is fine in word and deed. 
you know, and the word fine, you can think of it as like, oh, damn, she's fine. Like that, You can think of it that way. Although I don't, that's not what it means here. What I think it means in this sense is like fine use of language or a special, like a, a superior use of language and a superior action. So be better in your word usage and your ability to use words and your ability to speak the truth is another way of thinking about it, as well as the actions you take. It's being clean and it's playing fair. It's laughing lightly at Dame Despair. You know, Dame Despair, it's a nice one, right? It's sharing sorrow and work and mirth and making better this good old earth. It's serving and striving through strain and stress. It's doing your noblest. That's success. So again, you can take any of these. Like, what does it mean for you to make better this good old earth? You know, and sometimes the exercise of thinking about these things can really help you get clear and definite with your own belief systems of success and so forth. So it takes... You know, it's it's worthwhile to, um, you know, read through stuff like this. It's sharing sorrow and work and mirth. Well, who? With whom? And what does that mean? What sorrows? Do you do that? Or do you press it away and you repress it? You don't think about it. Or same thing with work and same thing with mirth. Are you sharing your happy moments? And who are you sharing it with? And what does that look like to you? And sometimes by having a simple poem like this around, you remember, you know, what it is that you're trying to fight for when you're not achieving it in the moment, because that happens a lot, especially if you have high goals. The, the whole nature of a goal of a dream is that it's not in the present. You don't have it yet. It's something you're going to make into reality over time. And, you know, if you fool, so that's kind of what this is about. And then another, you know, way you could take this is it's doing your job the best you can and uh, being just to your fellow man. Right. And this whole this whole poem taken together from, again, one of Napoleon Hill's uh, poems that he likes. The whole idea of it gives you a snapshot of one broad way of looking at success, but it's broad. So my point is you need to concretize it. Now, when I'm looking at it, um, so so I hope you do that. I hope you, you check it out. Now, I'm looking at this, I wanted to try to make these actually short. So I think I'm going to do the next one tomorrow. And the next one is by Ralph Waldo Emerson. So these are short little vignettes. Check out this poem, Success by Anonymous. It begins, success, it's doing your job the best you can. And then we'll do another one, Success by Ralph Waldo Emerson, tomorrow. Take care.